You're about to listen to Tadpog. Tyler and Dave play old games. It's a comedy video game podcast. We would like to stress that the hosts are not experts and are really just very crass commentators. Seriously, this is an explicit podcast that happens to talk about video games sometimes. So please enjoy this pretty okay podcast with Tyler and Dave. Hello, Internet, and welcome. Welcome to another, hey, we're doing some different bullshit because of COVID for the Tadpog podcast, where three old guys play old games. While battling so, COVID. Yep. This time, it's it's my turn. <laughs> I don't like my odds right now. I'm just saying. <laughs> Your odds... Your odds are very bad. I was thinking about that today when I was like driving home from work because like someone else at work has COVID and it's like the number of people I know personally who've had it recently has like gone way, way, way up within the last, I don't know, month. Same. So I was driving and I was like, I was like, Ian, buddy, <laughs> watch out, man. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm masking up now when I go out and I'm not hanging around with anybody. <laughs> I'm just being careful as I possibly can, as I have been. But you know that there's no amount right. of careful that, you know, prevents it from yep. happening, as as you both well know. Yeah, because, I mean, Melissa and I, whenever, you know, COVID was in full swing, we masked in distance, but we went to Kings Island and... They went to Silver Dollar City, and you know we always took precautions, but no one, you know, Anna got it whenever she was exposed to her boyfriend's family that had it, and said, "Fuck it, who, who gives a shit?" So, um, and then Kenneth got it from school, but we were all we were all fine. And then, uh, like ten thirty Sunday night, uh, we get a call from Jack's daycare. They're like, "Oh, hey, yeah, we're gonna shut it down." Uh, for for a while because we had a COVID outbreak and the patient zero was interacting with Jack all day. So heads up. And then, you know, what the nightmare scenario that is Jack getting COVID that we worked so hard, right. you know, he got it. But thank God, like, he handled it like a champ. He had, you know, 103 degree fever for a day or two. Mm. But as soon as we gave him ibuprofen, then he was bouncing off the walls. And, you know, he was a little, little sleepy, sleepier than usual, had the fever, mm-hmm. but he's totally, he's totally fine. After a few days, he was That's awesome. right his no problem. I was but super then, worried. Through it. <laughs> yeah, because it was just like. I was too. We're going to have to just, as, we, as soon as we hear him start coughing, we've got to make calls and figure shit out. And he never mm-hmm. did it. You know, he never had any respiratory issues with it. So, so we That's got, great. we got very fortunate. And then of course. That's on Sunday night. Jax was running a fever Monday. We test him on Tuesday, early Tuesday. He comes up positive. And then Wednesday, Melissa and I start show, start running a fever. We test on Thursday. Both are negative. Melissa retests Friday, gets a positive. My test results, I wouldn't I went to work at the hospital and I didn't go to work, but I went to the hospital because as an employee I can get like the good testing. Yeah. So I went there, got that, came back Friday, came back negative, 
But the nurse practitioner is like, uh, you living with two positive people and having the symptoms, it's probably just an early test. I would say you have it, um, but right. just uh, – so just be careful. Although, like, I had a low-grade fever. Uh, fatigue has been the biggest thing. And then, like, that Thursday when we were supposed to record, like, dizzy, dizzy as fuck all day. Like, it was awful. And then after that, the fever, you know, by Friday night, I was good. Um, then I've been fine, just tired. And then Saturday, Melissa starts running a fever again. Sunday, she loses her taste of uh, her taste and smell. Uh oh, oh god. So yeah, she thought she was over it. She was getting better, and then the fever came back. Boom, symptoms. And now her fever's gone again. She feels good, but just no taste and smell now. So that's what it is. When did she, <laughs> when did she test positive on Thursday? Yep. Okay. Yeah, I know. Like I, the quarantine guidelines and all that, and like how long symptoms last, and I know that's different for everybody. I hope. I hope she feels. Hope she feels better soon. Yeah. And now she's just weirded out. Yeah, I would be too. Like she had her first yeah. salad the other day because she's like, I may as well, because I can't taste it, eat some stuff I would never normally eat. <laughs> first salad. Oh, yeah. Oh like gosh. trying to any form of lettuce whatsoever is like a no go. Look at looking at lettuce even. No, 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 no. Like, <laughs> so she had, I went and bought chopped salads and made, made chopped salads and she took a few bites and she was like, eh. No, thanks. I don't know that I I've can... ever met anyone that has like a natural aversion uh, to lettuce. Oh man, big time, big time. Even if it, like if they put it on a burger, she can hardly eat the burger when she takes it off because she can still taste the the lettuce residue. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a good band name, lettuce really? residue. Lettuce residue. Maybe Link will call us yeah. at the end of this episode. <laughs> like tomatoes, I can get tomatoes are going to be juicier and yeah. leach out of it. But like she can tell when lettuce has been on a burger. Like, that's funny <laughs> so yeah and I gave her I convinced her to try a bite of my uh, cranberry cinnamon goat cheese and she she couldn't taste that she um, she took a swig of tequila and she's like oh nope nothing other way oh wow <laughs> damn wow I hope that passes because and I think I've mentioned this before that I've known people who have had the taste and smell thing and some of them could taste some stuff but not others and some just couldn't taste or smell anything but it was months before that came back yeah that's what we're reading so and also like jack crawled up into bed with us and i was like okay well, let's change his diaper and she looked at me <laughs> she's like what it's like yeah she's like i cannot smell that this is bad <laughs> But at least uh, it gave me the chance, since I was off uh, work Thursday and Friday, I platinumed Rogue Legacy 2. I have done all there is Yay, to do nice. in Rogue Legacy 2, and I'm, I'm done. Congrats. So it was, I think I had, I had to beat it eight times in order to get everything. Hachimachi. Because once you, be, you beat it the first time all the way through... You know, you get the the bad ending, so to say. And then you can open up 
new alternate timelines, essentially. You open up new threads. So, like, the first time you beat it and you open up a new thread, you can unlock Estuary Lamek Prime. So you fight Lamek whenever he was in his full power in the war. Uh, then you beat it the second time. Well, now you can unlock Estuary Mahale's uh, prime form where those two skeletons are on a boat and have a whole bunch of little skeletons and cannonballs are firing everywhere. And then, you know, the third time Estuary Nama and her full power and then do that. Every, t- every time you beat it, you can open up a new prime estuary up until where you could do after seven times you could unlock prime um traitor and the final boss and then you beat that and you have to you have to also friend you have to keep talking to all the npcs basically until once they give you soul orbs then they love you so you and you have to unlock get bronze and all the scars and that way that guy loves you and then beat the game one last time with all that and then you unlock the last of the achievements wow so that it sounds like a lot yeah, it, it was a lot i mean i kept the game running overnight like if i if i was having a really good run i just want to just end it so i would just pause it and go to bed so i don't have a good account of how many hours I spent on it, but uh, it's probably like 150 to do everything Good there is Lord. to do. Wow. That makes me curious what it is on like how long to beat. I'm like curious what the completion score mm-hmm. is on that. I'm going to look that up real quick. But I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, uh, cause I, I didn't have this same like, holy fuck, this is amazing, like I did with the first one. Because the first one was just, it's also my first roguelike, was Rogue Legacy 1. I'd never done anything like that. So I think that colors my experience with it somewhat. Uh, sure. So I, I didn't like it quite as much, but also I couldn't I couldn't put it down. I couldn't quit playing it. Uh, there were, there were time, ebb and flow of me just kind of getting sick of it. Because I had to do so many gold runs and... And shit like that, but all in all, like it's a it's a top one hundred game for me. Nice. Yeah, the completionist um, time submitted on how long to beat is one hundred and twenty hours. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's that's very yeah, close. Par. What, did, what did you say? You said like uh, you said over a hundred, right? I bet, yeah. 150. I bet if I were to count all the times that I left it running and take that off, it was about, I probably spent 150 on it. And then my last achievement, which I had the damnedest time, uh, where you KO an estuary, you use the boxer's talent to kill it, which is, which is nice because you get the Street Fighter KO sound effect and screen flash and all that. Uh, I had to start a whole new thread at the lowest difficulty. And for the first for the first time, I forgot to uh, turn off my reciprocal damage. So they hit me two or three times, and they died. So I didn't get to use it. So then I went to the next estuary. Well, the skeletons are considered a void beast. So then it's just like it took me like forty five minutes of adjusting and restarting till I finally killed one and got that last achievement. 
But I think it's a good for anybody that likes a roguelike. It's a, it's a good experience. It's no it's no Hades. Rogue, Rogue Legacy one and two are no Hades, but great games. Yeah. The story once you unlock once you beat the prime versions, you get a lot more of their memories that put the story together. But it's still kind of a weird mess. It's not really easy to piece together. Like, I need to just sit down and find where somebody else has parceled through and actually put it together cohesively and read it to understand it. But it's an interesting story. I just, I don't like how they told it. Mm. Yeah, I remember you saying a while back, you know, a few episodes back, that they told more than they showed. And um, I kind of saw that when I was playing it, too. Although, honestly, I didn't think it was, it wasn't as bad as I expected, based on based on that because you know it was kind of like i mean it was it was cucumbersome but <laughs> i also didn't get very far into it so um i i imagine that piecing things together is probably a, would be a pain what have you guys been up to well so you remember a couple of weeks ago i got into that poison ivy and i didn't really talk about it yeah. on the show mm-hmm. but I got into some poison ivy and yard doing some yard work and I had never had a reaction to it before. And uh, of course that night I was considering not being on the show, but I went to the doctor they said, you're fine. Just suck it up, whatever. So I was on the show and started taking medicine and all that stuff, you know? So I learned (laughs) you guys, I have airborne poison ivy. I'm sorry. Yeah. You've all got poison (laughs) ivy, um, time delay poison ivy. No, um, (laughs) I learned that <laughs> fucking poison ivy is no joke, guys, because I am I, – I read – I found out – I went to my actual doctor a couple of days later and was like, I can't even with this. What's going on? And they're like kind of the same thing. They're like, take, take an antihistamine and do this and do that and just do your best and not scratch. I did – it said that if you've never had a poison ivy rash before, it can take up to 21 days for it to fully go away. And that is Ugh. the truth. I am Yikes. just now, like as of yesterday, I've still got like rashes on my arms and legs, but they're not, they're, they faded to like a almost invisible pink now. But, uh, holy crap. Stay out of the poison ivy, everyone, because damn, <laughs> I know probably telling, you know, I, I, probably everybody else has had poison ivy at one point or another, but I, I haven't. And boy, I got to tell you, it was miserable. <laughs> <laughs> do not recommend. Do not recommend. One out of five stars. Do not recommend. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's like the KFC on my side of town. Okay, <laughs> exactly. <got it>. Oh God, <laughs> the KFC slash Taco Bell. That's right. Yeah. The one that doesn't accept mobile orders. Oh yeah. App. And it's <laughs> you like, had to drive, I remember like, that. Come on. <laughs> yeah. It's like come on. Um, oh man. So can you identify poison ivy now? Sadly, no. I mean, I kind of know what the leaves look like. And I don't know that it was poison ivy. It could have been poison oak. Right. It could have been poison, poison sumac. I, you know, 
I don't know, but uh, I know that the leaves back there that grow on those vines I pulled down off my fence, I ain't touching them ever again. Not with not without being yeah. covered up because. Well, and what was fucked up gloves. about it was, well, I I used gloves. Thank God. If I hadn't, my hands would have broken out too. But <laughs> exploded. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, the first one, the picture. Dave just put a picture in our chat. Uh, the first one is probably it. So yeah, I, I mean that's leaves of three. Leaves of three, let it be, right? And it was mixed mm-hmm. in with other stuff. I know it was, but what what I was gonna say though was the first time when I pulled it all down off the fence. I mean, I had this pile of vines and sticks and leaves and stuff that was almost up to my chest. Just there was so much we had let it go for so long, and. I had pulled it off and set it up in the alley next to my house or next to my garage where my office is. And I called the city to come pick it up. And they, and they were like, well, we don't pick up yard debris in alley alleyways anymore. You have to take it out to the street. So I was like, all right, fine. Well, that whole week, the week I had actually taken it down off, I didn't have any problems. I never got a reaction to it. But when I moved it from the alley to the street, it was a couple of days after that that I broke out. And that stuff had been sitting out there for like a week. Uh, it, had got, it had gotten rained on. It had dried out a little bit. And I don't know if that had anything to do with it. But uh, it was just really surprising. To me. I, I mean, I had a blister on my wrist the size of an orange slice. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and uh, oh. it just surprised me so much that I, you know, it's one of those things you just don't know until you've actually had to go through it. Um, and it, you know, I'm fine. I'm not like you know trying to make a bigger deal out of it than it is, but I was just unbelievably shocked at how bad that was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember seeing it, man. I remember seeing on your wrist. I mean, how swollen it was. I was surprised to see it. My my mom gets poison ivy. She has a bad reaction to poison yeah, ivy, I like real bad reactions. She can like I don't know. She says this, she says that this is the case, but like she'll get it and not even realize that she's been around it. So like, and I oh. know she's really careful. So like, she'll just have an outbreak of poison ivy like a, a rash and it's like oh i guess i guess there's some hidden poison ivy right. nearby that you didn't know she's, about she's the poison ivy divining rod yeah she gets it she gets it really bad she's real real sensitive to poison ivy well you just go with mild saying leaves of all of them let them be <laughs> and just <laughs> yeah you just uh you just don't touch any leaves ever just stay inside and you, you'll be fine taps tap strict no leaf policy tyler taps the side of his head you can't get poison ivy if you don't go around leaves <laughs> yep that's true there but, there's something i'm allergic to and i do not know what it is but it it blooms in late summer early fall and it it wrecks my sinuses and it used to bloom whatever it is it bloomed a lot outside brandon of axley fame's house so i remember any time i would go over to his house in that time of the year i would go home fucked damn um but but i also didn't mind because when i would get home i would be sneezing and red and and you know just completely wrecked and 
my dad wouldn't give me shit about staying up, so I got to stay up late at night just at a at a kind <laughs> of price, and then say, "Okay, I'll pay this every now and then." <laughs> Girls Gone Wild what, advertisements what? and Howard Stern. Okay, yeah, this is a good trade off. <laughs> what was your bedtime? Oh God, uh, nine thirty. Basically, basically, when basically whenever he decided to go to bed, that's when everybody else right. had to go to bed. <laughs> that's how houses are run. Oh yeah, because they're just like, "Yep, I'm going to bed. Everybody else go to bed because I'll hear you and I won't be able to sleep." So everyone sleeps at the same time. I had a buddy. I had a buddy whose house was similar, but not like nobody. Nobody was like required to go to bed. But the thing was, I. I always thought it was so strange because like I would come over to his house like right after school on a Friday when I was spending the night and we would eat you know his her dad or his dad would come home you know around five or whatever and we we would eat dinner probably be done by five thirty six o'clock depending on when we got started uh and then he would go to bed and it was like <laughs> bright ass daylight outside and he would be in bed and he would not come out of that room until um the next morning and so maybe he just liked his alone time i don't know his wife would stay up and she would wa- let us watch movies that we shouldn't be watching like rated r movies on hbo because she just <laughs> straight up did not give a fuck but um so we always had a good time over there but i just thought it bared noting that I had a friend whose dad was in bed by, you know, six o'clock every night. That's about how my dad is well, now. Cause he likes to get up at four and get his day going. He's going to have to have a double knee replacement because he's so active. He's worn him the fuck out. Yeah. Oh God. So yeah. Like they were like, Oh, you're bone on bone. That was like, yeah, I thought it started. Oh. It, was, it was hurting. Like, yep. We're going to have to do this. Uh, can we do it when it's winter? Because I won't want to go outside as much. So he's just getting knee injections until winter, and they're going to start replacing his knees. Yeah. Yeah. He would also, um, he loved to take a nap in the middle of the day in the li- on the living room couch. So in the middle of the day when everyone's doing their own thing, nope, everybody shut the fuck up. So I can nap on the couch in the middle of everybody. And if, <laughs> and if I can't nap, I'm going to get real mad about it. <laughs> I pay the bills here. You're going to shut up and let me take a nap. Yeah, that's a power play. For sure. Oh, my dad and his tidy whitey storming around like Malcolm's dad, yelling at people about being too loud. Yeah, that's <laughs> my childhood. <laughs> I mean, I can't talk a whole lot because I do. I am often like, you need to go to your room and watch that because there are people out here trying to do stuff and uh, we don't all want to hear somebody playing Minecraft yelling, clipping their microphone. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> go watch it in your room or put headphones on yep. because it's driving everybody crazy. So it was, it was much nicer whenever I got a TV in my room. Granted, it didn't have any sort of cable or anything hooked up to it, but at least I could play Super Nintendo in there um, in in my bedroom. Yeah. Because when I first got the PlayStation, I got, I remember whatever year it was, 96, 97, I got the PlayStation and Final Fantasy VII. Well, the only TV we had that could work with it was the living room TV. So I got to play it for about an hour on Christmas, and Dad was like, oh, I'm ready to watch TV. Nope, take it away. 
It's like, well, I learned something different with this. Yeah, I'd just like to remind you that you made a significant investment in this device. And by yep. telling me to turn it off, you're not getting your money's worth. Yep. Oh, it's the same thing like the computer being in the living room and then me playing Diablo and my dad would go nuts over the mouse clicks. <laughs> oh, he gets so mad. And then my mom would defend me. You know, at least he's not doing drugs. <laughs> I mean, he is fighting the devil. <laughs> <laughs> you would probably be quieter if you were doing drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's really quiet. At least he's doing drugs. At least, yeah. <laughs> Thank God he's doing drugs. No more mouse clicks. Finally, no more clicks. <laughs> <laughs> went and uh, went and saw the new Jurassic World movie. Oh yeah, yeah? how was that? It was a lot. I think they were trying. Like it was good. Of fun it was fun. Or it of was, money. <laughs> it was a good. It was a good movie in the sense that it was fun, but it was very long, and they tried to shoehorn a whole bunch into this because it's supposedly going to be the last one, you know. And they brought yeah. they brought the original three back: um, Laura Dern, Jeff Goldblum, and Sam Neill. Um, yeah, and. I bet Sam Neill had maybe five words of dialogue in the whole movie. Like he, he hardly spoke, which was odd. Uh, and then Laura Dern was, there were some cringy moments, but I'd have to say the cringiest is how having heard when they all meet up, she's talking to Jeff Goldblum, Ian Malcolm. And, Sam Neill comes up and he's like, have you two been talking? How's that? And she's like, she goes, oh, he slid into my DMs. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Ooh, old people saying, not, uh, not working, not new stuff. How do you do fellow kids? <laughs> fellow kids. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. What's cringier about it? The fact that she's saying it or that like, that is, Something that you said 12 years ago. Right. <laughs> yeah. There's when millennials can cringe, then it's pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, all in all, it was it was fine. I won't say it was, you know, the best of the of the series by any means. Um, but it was nice to see it on the big screen. You know, it had the nice effect of being loud and scary and all that good stuff. So... Did anybody uh, did anybody defeat a raptor in combat through an Olympic sport in this one? No, no, there was no raptor okay. fighting gymnastics in this one. <laughs> yeah, I gotta draw the line right there. <laughs> now, <laughs> why did they kick you off the gymnastics team? You know, it's like, no, nope, <laughs> don't do that. Don't you do it? That's, I think, what. Last week, I went to go, week before this week, Melissa and I went to see Top Gun. So good. Mm. That was, we enjoyed that. It was a very 80s, had some 80s, plenty of 80s cheese laid on top of it. Oh, well, it has um, to, though. It, ha it has to. That's that's what it's about. So it, she and I enjoyed it. It was good. It was a good movie. Um, a little harder to enjoy it, like knowing what a piece of shit Tom Cruise is. <laughs> but... Uh, and then I read a review somebody had written on Twitter about it. Uh, 
uh, which, I mean, it was a super, super negative uh, review about how it's war-mongering, propagandist, U.S. imperialism bullshit. And it absolutely is. But it was still an enjoyable movie, despite Tom Cruise and that it's jerking off to uh, the American military complex. I could see that, but I didn't care. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> and, you know, I saw it when I was a kid in 1986. I saw it and loved it, loved it. So, yeah, I ate it straight up. But I could see how that, how it would be that way for some. Because it's like, oh, the best thing you could do in the military? Disobey your orders and go commit war crimes. That's <laughs> right. But I'm, no one plays an asshole today like uh, John Hamm. For sure. <laughs> Dave, how about you? Uh, I haven't seen it yet. Well, anything- I don't know that I'm. I don't know. No, no. I've just been the last week. I've just been thinking about not seeing Maverick. It's pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> That's all I've been up to. Um, I went to uh, I went to Carbondale with um, Nikki and Henry and Tadbog Sweethearts, Josh and Nicole. We went out there uh, two Sundays ago, and uh, we went to the Dungeons and Dragons Park out there. Are you familiar Ooh, with that? I am not. No. Yeah, there's a there's a park out there that is like um, so there was. This kid named Jeremy Rockman, who lived in Carbondale, and um, or in the area, and he he died in a car wreck, and um, this was probably I don't know twenty years ago, um, or maybe thirty years ago. But uh, his dad was like he bought the land, like uh, like three acres I think it is, like across from his house, and then like built a memorial park for his son and uh jeremy uh played D D, so he made it a D park and they've got like this wooden and stone castle uh that is very large but it's like made for kids to crawl around in so they've got like all these like bridges and they've got like these like corridors that are real small and um they've got like gargoyles like perched on like uh the edges of the castle and it's uh i mean it's pretty neat it's i it's definitely more kid oriented uh but it's i mean i was impressed to see like what all that they they had there they it's a whole bunch like that castle is a whole bunch and then they've got like um so like they took some of jeremy's figures uh his miniatures and made like large statues out of the miniatures uh like some art students from siu uh did like these so like they're like these giant dragons and stuff that are out there and like a griffin and it's pretty it's it's pretty neat it honestly is pretty neat i mean it's not like super fancy or anything but i mean like considering that it's like one person you know 
paid to have this memorial park made. It's it's very very cool. I mean, like I'm just I don't want anybody to drive out there and be like, this isn't Disney World. It's not. It's not <laughs> Disney World. But like, but it's but it is it is pretty neat. That's awesome. No, I, I need to take Ken and Jack to that. Yeah, they'd probably they'd probably enjoy it. It's a it's a little bit of a drive. Um, just just for that. Um, so like we went to, uh, there's this cafe that was really good called Gressa's cafe. Um, where like we got omelets and it's like, man, I love an omelet. Uh, what's your favorite omelet? Uh, Denver, Denver omelet for sure. Yeah. Like a Denver omelet. What about you guys? I don't know much about omelets, but as long as it's got like, a lot of cheese in it. I'm good. Yeah. I could get down on a Western omelet. Yeah. I had, um, I had a streak of omelets. I've got a two, a two Sunday streak of omelets because Nikki made omelets for, uh, for father's day. Um, cause she was like, what do you want for breakfast? I was like, I think I want an omelet, but I want some fresh jalapenos in there this mm. time instead mm. of green peppers. I do. I like, um, uh, and then we went, I like hash browns in an ahead. omelet. Yeah. Yeah. I like hash browns. I usually like hash browns on the side with an omelet, but I could see, I could see mixing them together. And it's, it's weird. Cause it's like, I don't know. Like when I go to waffle house, it's like my, my omelet and my hash browns are like the same essentially where it's like, okay, cheese on both of these jalapenos on both of these. Just mix it all together. Fuck it. Pretty much. Yeah. It's just, I'm just one step away from yeah, mixing it all together. And I do like all that we- more at waffle house than I do at IHOP. I know IHOP has the big glorious omelets, mm-hmm. but I don't like them there that much. No, I'm the yeah same. What whenever I go to IHOP, I usually get like a burger. I usually don't like to get breakfast at IHOP. I, but Waffle House, on the other hand, is like hell, man. Hook me up because all that's so greasy and like I don't know. I, I feel like it's not as greasy at IHOP, which you think would be a selling point, but to me, it's not. I want like it's not some greasy hash browns. And, <laughs> yeah, they IHOP has a good. One of their omelets they have, I really like. It's this one. It's got like spinach and cheese and I think bacon. And then they put like hollandaise sauce on top of it. And it's it's really good. All right. Uh, yeah. I'd fuck with that. I like spinach. I like spinach and things. Um, yeah. And it's not like Popeye could, spinach. It's like leafy that. spinach. <laughs> It doesn't make you strong. It, it makes you weaker. <laughs> uh, then we went to uh, we went to Castle Perilous after that, which is um, like a gaming store in Carbondale, and um, it's pretty neat. It's one of those. It's kind of one of those places where it's like, I don't know. I hate to be like this, but it's like going through and look at everything and it's like this is pretty expensive I wonder how much it is on eBay or yeah. Amazon because yeah. <laughs> like they had the Scott Pilgrim they had a few of the Scott Pilgrim color like the books that they re-released in color and I was like oh man and I don't know if that was a limited release or not it might have been but like because I looked on the they had the 
MSRP on there. And it's like, they're asking for double this. So I'm assuming it's out of print. Um, Damn. But anyway, it was, it was still fun to go and visit. And like, um, Henry got like his first set of dice and he got a dice bag and he asked for it, which I thought was like, okay. I mean, I don't know why you want it, but sure. Let's get it. I mean, I know why you want it. Dice. dice I mean, it's fun. Yeah. Um, Even Melissa like doesn't play actively play D and D right now, but fucking loves to share the dice. Yeah. Dice are just great. And it's like, it's hard to not buy dice. Cause I mean, he was like, I want this set and this set and this <laughs> set. It's like, hold up, <laughs> pick a set, one set, because these are expensive. You would think they wouldn't be son, but <laughs> they shouldn't be, <laughs> but, <laughs> but some, for some are. reason they are <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, he got his first, he got his first set of dice and I was tempted like when we got back home to be like, so do you want to roll up a character? But, uh, we'll, uh, I'm going to save that, I think, because he was asking, like, like when he bought it, I was like, yeah, that's the kind of dice that I use. Like when I go over to Tyler's and we, you know, we record and when we're playing a game and he's like, oh, yeah. And he's kind of like asking questions about that. So. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. And then I um, I watched Norm MacDonald's uh, Netflix special. Oh, I didn't uh, do that. Yeah, me too. Nothing special. It's. um it's it's good it's it's weird because like you know the context of him doing the special is very much like he knows why he's doing it and he's not doing it for an audience like he's just recording himself at his computer essentially so it's very it's very odd to not have like that audience Mm -hmm. uh feedback um but i thought it was really good i thought it was funny and then like after the special like after his performance, there's like 30 minutes um, with uh, David Letterman, Dave Chappelle, Molly Shannon, David Spade, Adam Sandler and Conan O'Brien, like discussing and critiquing it, which I thought was really, really cool. Because it's like, I mean, they had really good things to say about Norm, obviously, but like it was honestly, it was it was like a critique, like it really was. And I thought that was really neat. And and like that could be that would be something that I would definitely watch like as a series where it's like if they had like, you know, just a show about comedians critiquing like other comedians sets. And like, I understand that it's probably easy to do that. Well, I don't I would assume it'd be easier to do that with somebody who you were friends with. Um and that you knew very well and um so i don't know i thought it was very very cool definitely worth watching that one's on netflix no i'm definitely gonna check that out yeah big recommend for sure um i also watched the the uh george carlin's american dream hbo documentary um docuseries by judd apatow um that was really that was really good Cool. That's like a four hour, that's like a four hour deal, but like totally, totally worth it. Um, mm. And then uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge is out. Nice. It's awesome. Blake was telling me about that. Um, he and his son beat it. Nice. Is that we, one on um, the Switch on as well? Friday. Yeah, it's on Switch. It's on playstation xbox pc i'm gonna have to pick that up uh commodore 64 uh it's 
It's uh, it's good. It's really good. It's a lot of fun. We went through it with. You can have up to six people, multiplayer simultaneously. Wow. Uh, we did that on Friday. I play with Nate, Zal, Grim, Matt, and Kana, and um, we beat it that night. Six people is crazy. It's a. It's like just. It's total chaos. Uh, it, but it's like uh, a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Um, you got all, you can play as all, uh, all four turtles, obviously, uh, April O'Neil splinter, and then, uh, you can unlock Casey Jones and, um, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's like 25 bucks, which I think is good price for it. Honestly, like it's not very long, but, um, it's fun to play with other people. And, um, we didn't have any, we didn't have any major network issues when we were playing it. Which is why I didn't get on the Switch. I got it on Steam because I was worried about I was worried about the you know the Switch online play. Um, but I have definitely run into some problems jumping into games with like randos with like network connections oh, and stuff. I'm sure, yeah. And then um, I checked out Fightcade. I don't know if you guys have you guys heard of Fightcade before? No, no. It's this. Um, it's like this. It's weird. It's tough to explain, but it's like you can play games with like classic retro games with other people online. Um, and you have to like supply your own legally obtained uh, ROMs. But um, I went through Nate and I played Alien versus Predator and Grim and I played The Simpsons, um, both arcade games. And I mean, it was amazing. Like the it's got... Um, the net code is amazing. Uh, it's got rollback and it's, I mean, it was, I mean, it was fantastic. Um, big, big recommend for that. They do have SNES games on there too. Um, Cause I get what it is. It's like a collection of emulators essentially. And then you just like, they have different channels set up for different games. So like essentially they have lobbies where it's like you load up Fightcade and, um, if you want to play a game with somebody, you both need to be in that game's channel. Um, and so what happens, what can happen is if it's a popular game, you kind of get into like, cause like when we were playing, like we popped into like street fighter three and there were like 80 people in there and it's just 80 people talking to one another and like playing each other and spectating different matches and stuff. It seemed like it seemed very neat. Um, it also seemed very like this is where the people who are very, very into this, uh, hang out. Like this is where this, this is essentially, you know, like where the scene is kind of deal, which is cool. Um, but not a place where I would go and play street fighter, you know, (laughs) but like, even for just like, I don't know, like even for just like casual stuff, like, I mean, if you and a friend like want to hop in and throw up, you know, alien versus predator and play through it, you can do it and it's um uh it's pretty it's pretty seamless it's it's good i recommend it cool i'll check that out well you was gonna get to uh take it old school with what we used to do two months ago (laughs) wait you mean we're gonna talk about a video game an old video video game game drawn (laughs) from the randomizer Wow. Not since Wing Commander have we done this. <laughs> yep. 
So uh, you guys, remember Wing Commander? Oh, so good! <laughs> it's back in pod form. <laughs> <laughs> what? I think that was like three months ago. <laughs> oh God, I think it. I think you're right. So last, the last time we talked about, it, I think it was on Wing Commander. The next time we did it, I think we drew Tecmo Super Bowl two, and we just decided to go ahead and do the whole of the Super Nintendo series. So. Tecmo Super Bowl yeah. two and three, and one and one and one. Well, one is for the NES, right? Tecmo Super Bowl and Tecmo Super Bowl two and Tecmo Super Bowl three. There are three total. Yeah, for the Super Nintendo. Yeah, tech, but it does get confusing because okay, tech- I only played Super- two and three. I didn't know there was a one. I just saw that was for the NES. It gets confusing because Tecmo Super Bowl was on the NES. Um, and then two years later, they made Tecmo Super Bowl for the SNES. Um, so uh, you guys want to take a break? Come back? Two-second segment? Yep. Okay, cool. All right. That sounds good. All right. So you want to break down the Tecmo Bowls? <laughs> yes, please. Uh, God, I can't wait. <laughs> My body's ready. I say, yeah, I say that like I don't know, super shitty, but I don't know. I, like, we'll, I'll say we'll it's get, super shitty. We'll, <laughs> what, what'd you say? I'll say it's super shitty. That's fine. <laughs> no, I, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, you're t- you're entitled to your opinion. Um, I'm not, I mean, I, I, I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll wait until we start talking <laughs> about the quality of these games. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, the randomizer selected Tecmo Super Bowl Two Special Edition, um, which, as far as I know, there is no the just o- regular Tecmo Super Bowl Two. No, I, there's not. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just special. It's just special edition. It's just the subtitle for it. And then, like the third one has a subtitle as well. I think it's like the final challenge or something like that. That's wrong, but it's the <laughs> I, it says final in it. I think. Just final. I think uh, final edition, final version or final, final edition. Some, yeah. Final edition. Maybe. Um, I think that's it. Yeah, it is. It's final edition. So, got it. Got it in one. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we discovered that there are uh, in fact three Tecmo Super Bowl games for the SNES. Like we mentioned earlier, um, and I think it's a good idea to just go ahead and knock all three of those out right now because they're all so similar to one another. The only difference is the intros. Kind of, sort of. <laughs> I mean, like with two and three, I would say that's two and three. I think are way more similar, at least in presentation than one is. Um, so like in, in, so the first game came out in 1993 uh, which was two years after Tecmo Super Bowl came out for the NES. Um, so that's kind of important because they um, are using they were using the current rosters for when it when the game came out. So even though the game played similarly to um, Tec- Super Tecmo Bowl or Tecmo Super Bowl uh, on NES. Um, it had different rosters. So no Bo Jackson essentially is my, <laughs> that's my, that's my big point. So the selling point is gone. Well, I mean, potentially. <laughs> um, so it came out uh, six years after um, 
it came out in arcades. So like my point here is that this is kind of like an old school, this is like an old school football game that kind of wound up that they made 16 bit versions of, and they, you know, were, were updating the rosters. Um, and now they have, they have official, like they have the official NFL license and the NFL players, uh, association like license. Um, so they've got all that going on for it, which I was impressed. Honestly, I couldn't remember what they did in the NES version, but I was, but when I fired it up, I was like, Oh wow. They like, this is, this is way more legit than I thought it was going to be. Um, They've have weather con- they added weather conditions from the NES version, um, or I should say since the NES version. Um, and then like so after 93, Tecmo Super Bowl 2 came out in 94, and then Tecmo Super Bowl 3 uh came out in, in 95. Was this like the first series to have everything for the teams in the roster? I think I think Madden came out around the same time. Okay. Um, it was definitely the the start of that era. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I feel like it was the start of that era. Now I I don't know if a game did it prior. I mean, that that's possible as well. I mean, obviously Bo Jackson was in uh, Tecmo Bowl, right? So, I mean, but I don't, but I don't, I don't honestly, (laughs) I'm going to shut up because I don't know. Yeah. I don't know either, but but it was nice. To, to have it again we've talked about before playing football games where they've faked team names and not been able to get the licenses mm-hmm. for the real teams and stuff and for me it's about authenticity and i really dig that all the teams from you know that year were there and they were officially licensed with the real players and the real teams that that for if i'm a football guy uh a football game guy um I should say a football video game guy. Uh, that would be important to me, and it made it more appealing to me as a not generally football video game player. You know, so mm-hmm. it was nice that that was there. I think it was nice too. And normally, honestly, I kind of like it when it's silly and kooky, and like they don't have like the the they don't have all that stuff, but I think because it was Tecmo, it, it felt like they were really going for it. You know, like it felt like, and, and I liked that. I appreciated that. Um, because I, I mean, I don't know. I, you know, I, I Tecmo easily could have just been like, well, we're just going to do, you know, our own thing. And, and they could have not taken it seriously. Uh, but I do feel like they were taking it seriously. And I, and I think that's, I, I think that's nice. Definitely. Well, since it's been so long, I had to go back into uh, old texts and messages where we, you know, discuss the new format and find like, what does that <laughs> format look like anyway? So, uh, do you have it? I've got it. I'm ready. Know. Okay, yeah. yeah, I do. I do. <laughs> okay. So, okay. What movies? Archives. What movies or celebrities? Uh, would you say remind you of these games? Well, hang on though, because I think usually what we would do is say, what's our first impression based on the box art on the cover art. Okay. I've got a couple of notes on that. Just, uh, again, for the first one, it's, you know, it's right out of the gate. It's licensed by the NFL. It's legit. There's a Dallas Cow, a photograph of a Dallas Cowboys player on the cover. You know, they're, they're making sure you understand. We, we got all the, 
licensing for this. The second one. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, you know what's you're talking about the Dallas like the the Dallas football uh, player. What I thought was weird is that is an illustration of the defensive line, isn't no, it? No, no, that's on the first. That's on the box art of the first one. The second one is the box art that has the illustration of the offensive line ready to snap the ball, which is weird to me. Like they went from the first box having the picture of you know the football player, like a photograph. The second one was yeah. an illustration, and so was the third one. Only this time on yeah, the third you're... one, you've got actual an L.A. Raider or Oakland Raider. I can't remember where the Raiders were in '93, but uh, getting tackled, uh, you know, and it's a lot more aggressive, a lot more, you know, we're, we we do action. <laughs> Yeah, I, I really, you're right. Uh, you know, I'm looking at the covers now. I had the covers for the first and second one mixed up. I guess it's because they both feature the Dallas Cowboys. Um, but like, I thought it was really weird. I thought the, the, the cover for Super Bowl two was really, really weird yeah. because it's, yeah, he's about ready to snap the ball. And so I was like, why are they doing this? Like, why are they showing us this? I was like, is that, is number 50? Like is he like famous and I just don't know because I'm not like a yeah, like a football guy. I don't know or if that's so, just a random number or something. <laughs> well, I did research because I was like, I gotta know. I'm about to do a very professional podcast and I need to I need to report on this. So I was like, <laughs> who is number fifty in nineteen ninety-four? And I I so I looked it up. I was like, who is this robotic looking white man on the cover of this video game that's so prominently displayed? It and it looks like a folksy it like if there was like a log cabin with a football theme, like this would be hanging above the toilet. Like <laughs> yeah. this would be framed hanging above the toilet. That's like the art style here. Rob so, Ottman. I, Rob Ottman. Robot man. <laughs> Rob Otnick. <laughs> so I I looked it up and I was like, I found out that this is Derek Brownlow. And I was like, okay, Derek Brownlow. Um, is he famous? It's like, no, he's not famous, uh, but he is a black football player. And uh, <laughs> this entire this entire They're line, everybody in this art is, is just really white. Like, white as freshly fallen snow. <laughs> So I was like, nope, they just made two weird decisions. Yeah. <laughs> they just they all look like the- death from Bill and Ted. They're as white as you can be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I figured, oh, hey, maybe they'll have the real names and everything. That's cool. Other than that, try-ass football simulation. Something I'm not going to understand and therefore not enjoy. I, I enjoyed it. I, I liked it. Yeah, I did. I thought it was a good, good game. I love the controls, as simple as they were. I felt like, I felt like there was a graphical change in the second one from the first. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. That like it almost got muddy. Like I liked the first one better. Yeah. Um, 
the first one's wild, dude, because it's like, it's so bright. Yeah. It is very much like the first one looks like we took a Nintendo game and then we just put it on the Super Nintendo. Yeah. Like, I mean, really? Yeah. Uh, that is like, it has those vibes. It has the same vibes as like Fantasy Star 2, where it's like, we made an 8-bit <laughs> game and then just put it on a 16-bit system. Like, that's like, it feels like that. It'll look like a little like foosball. Like, yeah, it it does. I mean, it does. Well, and, and like, I think the, the f- I think the reasoning behind that, first of and foremost, was that Tecmo Bowl for the for the NES is one of those football games that anybody that loves football games on those systems will tell you is one of the best football games ever because you could just sit down and play, and it you right. know it was no no like frills. You just it's a good solid football game, and I think they were just trying to translate that into the first one but when they go to the second one i was like uh this is almost not as interesting looking to me for some reason you know i think they went a little too far because they tried to make it look a little more realistic um and i mean i got used to it but it was it was jarring it was jarring to go from one to two because it did go from like bright colors to yeah like a more like stippled realistic looking style and i think that's probably just i think that was a bad decision i agree with you because it's like why you're already doing you're already making a different football game like i i really like the viewpoint in tecmo bowl i really like the fact that the camera is so far Uh, back no that was from mm -hmm. You, you're like, you can see 35 yards of the field at any given time. Yes. And it's like, that's really nice. They zoomed I like that the camera is not like, well, and I, I, I like that the camera is not like behind the players or anything like right. that. Like it's, it's not, it's the perspective is totally different than it is in Madden. And I think that's one of the things that really set it apart that, that it set Tecmo Bowl apart. So it, it kind of is a shame to see in the second game, them kind of go to a more realistic color palette because like it feels like they are kind of going in with the the madden trend there when i think maybe it would have been better if they would have separated themselves a little bit more. i agree and, and i think though i think they sort of caught themselves a little bit on that and because super bowl three to me looked and felt a little bit more like the first one uh, like yeah, I think they same. backed off that, mm-hmm. you know, really mm-hmm. extreme detail that they were trying to get in the second one, and they were like, let's let's bring it back a little, ground ourselves a little bit more here, and say, you know, what was good about the first one, what was good about the second one, and let's make that happen in the third one. And I do think they succeeded at that because out of the three, yeah, think, out of the three, so that the third game, the final edition, was my favorite. Really? It was my second favorite. I loved the first one. Cause like I was honestly, I was delighted when I turned on the first Tecmo Super Bowl for SNES. And it was like, oh, they just put the NES game <laughs> on the Super Nintendo. Like that was like such a treat. Yeah. Like I was so pleased. Um, but it is it uh, it's also weird because it's like <laughs> Tecmo Bowl, this is an old school football game. Yes, it is. And it feels like it. Because like it is all based on a 1987 arcade game versus, you know, Madden, the big bad new contender that um, is just built fresh from scratch. Like 
with John Madden. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like it's it's kind of one of those where it's like it feels it feels old school. It feels like an old game. Um and and I think it looking the way that it looks um you know probably hurt it more than it helped it. Well, I did I did very much enjoy the first and the third one, but the third just sort of was like for me it was like, yeah, I think they were conscious of maybe what they could have, how they could have improved upon what they tried to improve upon in the second one. And I think they got mm-hmm. it right. And I think, you know, they, you, you mentioned the perspective, you know, in the second one, if I'm not mistaken, I don't think there was as much field visible. I think they had zoomed in a little bit more um, because the sprites looked bigger to me. And that may have just been, because I was playing them all at once and I was, you know, maybe not, not paying as much attention as I should, but I felt like in the third one, they had kind of brought that viewpoint back out to the wider angle. Like you said, because I'm with you for me, the perspective above the field is always easier to enjoy the game because even though playing it like in a Madden scenario is more realistic uh, and puts you more in the game, as they say at EA. Um, right. It's it's more confusing. I like being able to see my receivers and all at once, you know, and be able to select through them and say without have and you can see it from a first person. But again, it it puts that quarterback challenge on the player to be having to make those split second decisions as to who to throw it to. But from a first-person perspective, which has always been difficult for me, but I've never wanted to be Same. a quarterback. So <laughs> I like that over-the-head view that you mentioned. And plus, playing it like that, playing in the overhead view that Tecmo Bowl has, to me is more familiar because that's like the majority of the way the game looks when you watch it on TV. You know, you yeah, especially at that time, and I, and again, I think that kind of like reinforces that like this series, the Tecmo Bowl series, and the Super Nintendo to me, and that, I don't mean this in a bad way, feels like a dad's football game. Oh yeah, while sure. like Madden feels like the kids' football game. Like I mean, that I feel like there's like these generationally feel like different. You know, I agree, and. And I think that's good. Yeah. I really do. I think that's good because like how many Madden clones have we played? Uh, a lot. And they're not good. Uh, so I think that went into a lot of why I actually j- enjoyed playing these games uh, is because it felt like a Nintendo game. It felt like an NES game. Yeah. And I'm sure that was not good if you were a kid with a super Nintendo and you wanted something new and fresh. Uh, but to me, I don't know, man, I liked it. I did too. <laughs> it felt good. I did too. I thought two and three looked furry. Like yeah, they definitely like, did. Realistic, they look, everything just looks a little furry. That's, and I thought it was yeah. off putting. That's kind of where I was coming from yeah, when I sure. said muddy, because yeah, they were trying to go for the texture of the grass, which of course dominates the screen, you know, that, weird looking we're trying to make this look like grass and of course that's the thing that's the most prominent on the screen because it's the field uh and yeah you're right fuzzy is a good word for that one but i guess i should also say that i anytime i picked up and tried to play two 
I got crushed immediately. Couldn't get a yard to save my life. Three, I actually was able to fumble my way around and score a few touchdowns and had a little more fun with three. Uh, but all in all, I I felt, which I mean, as coming as a guy who knows nothing about football, I felt like this controller layout to pick everything was the most confusing I've played to date. Like I had, really? See, I had no clue at any time what I was doing. It's, it's funny oh. that you say that because I found myself. I love. I found myself actually understanding <laughs> it really well as opposed to other games, and yeah. um, I actually played through two or three games per version, and they were just preseason. I didn't like go through the regular season and all that stuff, but. Uh, I found myself winning and and scoring touchdowns and doing things that I almost never get to do in other games because I didn't understand the controls or the what the plays meant or whatever. And this one, I had the opposite. I had no trouble with that, and I actually found it rather pleasant. See, I'm just wondering if it like wasn't it my, my emulator then because it was just like I was – when I was actually like, I get the ball and I have the player, I'm running around, no problem. But when I'm on the menus, like, man, I sh- I struggled to even know what this oh. what I was picking. Like, I had a huge, oh, yeah. huge issues. Oh yeah, totally, absolutely. The UI in the second one is atrocious oh. because it's like you. I thought you were talking about when you're choosing plays, but yeah, dude, when you're trying to start the game, like you have nine silver boxes. And it's like one of those silver boxes has the logo in it. And it's like the rest of them are menu options. And it's like impossible to tell what you're choosing. Mm-hmm. It's impossible to tell. They didn't differentiate what is a but like everything looks the same. You don't know what is a button and what is not a button. Um, it's the presentation in two is horrible. It's the, it's the worst. And it's like, I played as the saints um, in pregame and season games for like each, each three of these. Um, and like, they do a horrible job of like it. If you're t- cause the saints logo is black. It just black. So it says saints. And it's like, you know, they would be like the game would be starting or it would be like time out or halftime or something. And they would be showing the logo on like a black screen. It's like, I can't, you can't see who's playing the damn game. You got like, what are you doing? Like the presentation was just like, they were not thinking about presentation at, at all in that, in that regard. Well, and it kind of reminds me a little bit about like the presentation on the boxes, like the box art is yeah. like, what the hell are you doing? Like <laughs> the uh, the thing for me was in the first game, you know, you got to choose from one playbook. You had a set of passing plays and you had a set of running plays. And then in for defense, you had to you had the same plays. You just have to pick the play you think the other team is going to choose, and if you pick the right defense for that. But on the second one, they when you go in to select the plays, they put you in this menu and now you've got playbook one and playbook two and inside playbook one, you've got right. a whole bunch of different plays and then there's playbook two. I thought that was kind of off putting. I liked how simple the first one was uh, as far as, you know, here's your basic passing plays. Here's your basic run plays and here's your basic defenses. And 
your kickoff plays, you know, whether you're going to fake it, yeah. fake a kick or do a field goal or a punt or whatever. And then they carried that same kind of wonky menu system into the third one, which I thought was kind of a strike against that one. But they, they probably felt like they needed to expand the playbook. And it's like, I, and I like the system that they've got where it's like, you know, you press the D pad in a certain direction combined with a button, one a of or the B, buttons and that is, so yeah. you can, so you can choose the play and the other, you know, your opponent, if you're playing a real live game, um, doesn't, doesn't know, know which play you selected, so, which is actually a really cool. That is a very cool feature. If you're playing side by side with someone. Yeah. So I think that might be why they did it. Although it is confusing with two playbooks for sure. And like, like you feel like I, I feel like they could almost have done it where it's like, it's all consolidated into one playbook, but like maybe you hold down the R or L button to like, you know, differentiate it further. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess what are our, I guess we've kind of hit on our three good things and three bad things. We don't like how, how it looks furry. Uh, some of the menus are confusing, uh, but good movement, uh, the players and teams being there. Uh, Dave, you called it earlier. The intro on three <laughs> is pretty amazing. I mentioned, oh, yeah. I mentioned I in our discussion that, it, yeah, about that, that it looked like an opening to a John Carpenter futuristic robot movie. Yeah, it reminded me of Mega yeah. Man X2, like <laughs> yeah. all the weird wireframes and the stats yep. and... It's wild, man. And the music is just like, am I about to play an RPG? Like it is, <laughs> it is wild. It's just like, they were like, they're like, we got it. Like, I don't know, guys, we got to do something different. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, do you want to, do you want to do the movie or actor thing? Yeah. What movies or celebrities yeah. remind you of this game? All right. I'll, I'll start with that one. And I, I've got to say, of course I did go with football movies again. Uh, like I did with all the other football games we've played. But, um, for me in a lot of cases, some of the best football movies don't have much football in them. Um, and I got to say, as far as like the first, the first Tecmo Super Bowl. Uh, makes me think of um, one of the best football movies ever, uh, Ace Ventura Pet Detective. Um, <laughs> I feel like it was clean, easy to understand. Laces out. Yeah, exciting, satisfying, <laughs> amusing, you know, all that good stuff. The second one reminds me of Any Given Sunday, um, starring Al Pacino, Cameron Diaz. Uh, it's, I felt like it was kind of cluttered and confusing and over the top when it really didn't need to be kind of referring to the graphics being what they were and just sort of, you know, a little bit too much. Uh, and then for the third move for the third game, Tecmo Super Bowl three final edition, I chose a really good football movie, um, starring Kevin Costner called draft day. Um, it's just about the, this guy who's, um, about to go to the draft to pick new players for his team. And he's trying to barter with the other teams and get deals to get first pick and all this stuff. But it was very visually appealing. It was very easy to understand. It was also fun and satisfying. So that's where I can, those are the three movies that kind of line, line up with those games for me. I can see that. I like that. 
I'll make sure I link those in the show nudes. Dave? Um, I didn't choose a movie. I chose a celebrity. And I'm impressed, Ian, that you did one for, for each of the three um, games I uh, in the series. I took a, the easy way out and only chose one. Um, I chose Ice-T. Oh, nice. Uh, why Ice-T? <laughs> I'll tell you why, Ice-T. First, Ice-T's first uh, studio album, Rhyme Pays, came out in 1987. And that's when that's the year that Tech Mobile came out in arcades <laughs> in 1987. <laughs> Second, Ice-T is on Law & Order SVU. Yes, he is. And that's a show that my brain constantly transcribes as Law & Order SUV. That's not the name <laughs> of the show. Special victim. <laughs> you mean to tell me? <laughs> we watch a lot of uh, that just show like, at our house, actually. <laughs> so just that's just like how my brain wants to flip Super Tecmo Bowl to Tecmo Super Bowl every single ah, time. I think okay. I've already done that probably twice in this episode. And third, I've been listening to a lot of John Mulaney's stand-up recently, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Ice-T is on top of my mind right now. <laughs> yes, I do mean to tell you. <laughs> Tyler, can, how about how about you? For me, I'm gonna pick uh, like Sports Center, like a Talking Head show, but only when they have former players on as commentators. So take a football player that's not Deion Sanders, put him in a suit, bring him on to Sports Center, and they're just bland and personality personalityless. And that's what I felt like these games kind of were. I didn't get a lot of personality from them which i get as a as a simulation okay it's feel like technically strategically they were on point but it was just it's just it was just a football game so i didn't really feel like i got anything fun out of it especially when they went from one to two and kind of toned down and went for the madden realism yeah See, I can't think of any other football players that I think are bursting with personality that are fun to listen to. Basketball, at least on basketball, you've got Shaq and Charles Barkley, but football, I don't know. How is this game like Corey Feldman, guys? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, I forgot to think about that. I don't know. Well, I had uh, I had it like the movie Lucas, that starring Corey Haim, but Corey Feldman was considered for the main part. And Lucas is also the movie where Corey Feldman claims that Charlie Sheen uh, sexually assaulted Corey Haim, and it was like where everything just went everything went bad. Yeah, I had Lucas as well, <laughs> um, but. but because of the football, not because of the rape. <laughs> Alle- alleged, alleged, alleged rape. Alleged rape. And what his expo, Corey Feldman's expose called the rape of two Corys. I didn't know that existed. Uh, yep. All righty. So, yeah, yeah. Lu- Lucas, which I remember watching. I've actually seen Lucas, oddly enough. Because I remember there was like that, you know, where you'd have like a week where you'd have showtime back in the day. I remember 
I was what we had Showtime, and they chose that week to show Lucas three times a day. So they wore me down and defined. I'll fucking watch Lucas. It's all they're showing. <laughs> well, you're like, oh, sweet, an Earthbound movie. <laughs> fucking got Mother wish. Three in this. <laughs> PK field goal. PK. <laughs> I think they even referenced Lucas in like that not another, not another teen movie, where like oh, in the, that scene where oh, they rip his head off, he's getting yeah. raped, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> where the toys get raped. Yeah, that that I, I forgot about that scene. You think I wouldn't forget about that scene in another, not another teen movie? But I did. That was one of the ones that I actually liked of those really weird spoof movies that were popular for a minute. That scary movie, you know, brought to the to the main mm-hmm. the main focus. Yeah, I remember seeing Scary Movie in the theater. Oh yeah, and I remember seeing Scary Movie two in the theater. Um, that's the Scary Movie two. Is that the one that opens up with like a bunch of jizz? Is that right? <laughs> or is that three? Or does one, one of them open up with a bunch of jizz? Oh, but I remember one closed with a bunch of jizz. Yeah, where she gets like <laughs> shot up into the ceiling. Or something. Oh, I thought it opened that way. It closed. No, that was like okay. the final scene. The, the, it was the play on the, uh, you know, Sydney being reluctant to have sex in Scream. Uh, she was doing that, and then she sleeps with the guy, and he like jizzes and shoots her up into the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought this was like. I don't know. I, maybe I'm getting my movies mixed up. Because <laughs> uh, I thought this was like in a movie theater or something. But I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I do remember that. I remember that one, too. Because it's two where, um, you know, grab my strong hand. <laughs> that is Jeez, two. Yeah. Is that two? <laughs> yes. For, may, probably. I think I, it Chris is. Chris Elliott. Yeah. We there need we to go. rewatch these. Yeah, it's been a while. (laughs) It's been a while since there's like five of them. (laughs) Yeah, eventually Lindsay Lohan's in them. So yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's see where uh, where did this game go right and where did it go wrong? I guess we kind of talked about that with the departure from the bright, fun simplicity of one into two and three. Yeah. I just think um, yeah. overall for the three, I think where it went right was that I just thought it was uh, easy to understand. It was fun to play. I mean, the first game I played, I ran a kickoff across the field for a touchdown, and I was like, okay, this is fun. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yep. Right. And it's, and it's totally like that's what I think. That, I think that's where this game, like these games shine because it's like, you can. I, I've gotten in my notes here for uh, good things. Is this is an exciting football game? Yeah. Because like, exciting things are always happening. Where I feel like I feel like Madden, those games do focus more on the simulation, while this to me feels more arcadey because it's like there are so many fumbles, so many interceptions. Yes. Um. The the game moves very quickly. Um, and then they've got all these like animated cutscenes and stuff yeah. when something like happened, like when there's an interception, like there will be a, like this, it'll go to this cutscene of like the interception happening. And it's all the very like comic book style almost, you know, like it's like, it's illustrated. Maybe that's what they were going with the covers. I don't know. But 
I thought that was, I thought that was really neat. And it's like, yeah, like, in, especially in the second, the second game, there was something wrong with the AI. Yeah. Or I was like, I could like, I felt like when I played the second game and I was running the ball, I could read the matrix because it's like, <laughs> it was so, it was so like easy to see, like the AI was like making tunnels for you to run yeah, through. Yeah. So it just, it. I mean, it was just, it was like the game was programmed where it's like, always give the runner an option. Well, yeah. um, In the first and the third one, I thought the AI was great because, you know, I could open up a game just whipping its ass and then it would, it would (laughs) step up and start, you know, coming back at me. And then, like you said, there'd be Mm -hmm. an interception or a fumble. And I mean, you know, I can remember when I'm playing and I would get my quarterback would throw the ball and it would say interception. I'm like, ah, you know, I'm like really into it. Like, oh, now I got to switch to defense. Yep. Uh, it was fun. Yep. It was fun like that. And I think yep. they, I think they got the AI right at least on the first and the third game uh, in that yep. regard. Yeah, I I totally agree. I mean, it was it was I probably spent a total of six hours playing these games. Yeah, and um, I enjoyed it. Uh, I played like a preseason game for each one and then I played a season game just to see like the, you know, the big difference. And it's like in a season, you can do a season of in coach mode. Like that's an option where it's like you can set it up where you just choose the plays and you don't do any inputs for, you know, executing those plays. Uh, I think that's a pretty neat. I mean, I don't, I know that's pretty common now, but I don't know that I, this is, I I like this. I think they really, I think they really tried to do something, um, cool with an older style football game. Yeah, for sure. Where did, uh, where did it lose you? I don't know. I don't want to say that it ever really lost me other than some of the jarring differences in the second one. Whereas there's the graphics and now there's this new playbook thing and there's, you know, so, I mean, those are a little bit off putting for me, but all around, um, I've always just had a real respect for the Tecmo franchise in this sense and the way I think they do it right. I've never been a big fan of the Madden games. You know, I feel like those are too technical. They're first person, whatever. Um, so, I mean, I think where they just tried to overreach a little in the second one, but the fact that they reeled it back in in the third one and kind of got their shit together and said, this is the last one we're doing. Let's make sure we do it right. And I think they succeeded at that. So I can't really say for me that it ever lost its way aside from those little foibles that I had. Yeah, same here. I, it didn't really ever lose me. Um, the only criticism I have for it is that it, does I, I can see like by the time the third game came out in 1995, this must have felt very stale um, for certain demographics. Like I mean, especially considering the fact that Madden is out and is beaten ass. Um, so I, I can see like going up against a Madden. It's I could see why this kind of lost lost its way. But I I really enjoyed it, and I think it's also interesting that like. They they also I think in I think I think it was in '96 they released this they released Tecmo Super Bowl on PlayStation, um with the the mm-hmm. current roster of that time. So I mean I think that's I mean they were still 
I mean, they were still trying it. But by that point, I mean, come on. Like when I saw the gameplay of Tecmo Super Bowl on the PlayStation, it was like, y'all, I can tell this game came out in 1987. Like this is, you, you, you haven't changed anything. Um, so I don't know several console generations later it's like i don't know at some point it loses its charm and um it just seems lazy well where would you uh put this uh on the, on the, the tadpog list of super nintendo games a top 100 game bottom 100 somewhere in the middle i think for me, it would be um, either one or three could be in the top 100 and replace any other football game that we may have put there prior to this episode. Um, again, just because I thought it was fun, simple, and exactly what it needed to be. Yeah, they're they're all in the middle for me. Uh, they're all somewhere in the middle. But one, the first one is pro- is closer to the top 100 than than the rest of them. Uh, I. I liked it, but I mean, I didn't top 100 like it. Yeah, I get. I don't know what really at this point. I don't know what a good football game is and a bad football game is. This didn't seem outside of the menuing. Didn't seem bad, so I guess in the middle. And I won't know a bad football game unless there's like a street football 95 that we're going to get to at some point <laughs> in time. Probably, yeah, probably. Do you guys have any achievements? Oh, I have a bunch. Nice. Hit me, Daddy. Uh, because I based all of my achievements also on Ace Ventura Pet Detective. <laughs> <laughs> all righty, then. Okay, my first achievement, laces out. And, and to get laces out, repeatedly fuck up the field goal attempt, causing a turnover and a touchdown or at least a long run back for the other team. I did that three times like i don't know why if my buttons weren't working but the little arrow would go like you would go to kick it and i would push the wrong button or something and the other team would just run up take the ball and run off with it um so yeah that was never fun um my second achievement is i gotta go guys i got a date with your mothers and uh to to get that one you run at least two kickoff returns into the end zone in one game which I did, <laughs> Wait, which was exciting and fun. I need to. It's sorry to interrupt you, but uh, it's uh, it's very tough to, when we're recording remote. I I'd interrupt you anyway. You know me, but um, I I haven't seen Ace Ventura in a long time. What part of the movie is that? I don't remember. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's not just me. <laughs> I just I remember the quote. But for some okay. reason, I need to watch it so I can find it because I can't remember where it was, but I know it's right. in there somewhere. All right. We got to watch the scary movies and then the Ace Venturas. Uh, okay. My next one. That was a close one, ladies and gentlemen. Unfortunately, in every contest, there must be a loser. Le who her. Mm. And to get that one, you win a game in overtime. Uh, next is spank you helpy helperton uh, to get that <laughs> I like one. It when you say it better than when he says it <laughs> watch the other team score a touchdown because the AI couldn't catch up with the receiver mm-hmm. and then my final one is excuse me sir 
But do you have a mint? Perhaps some banaka? And to get that one, uh, you go head to head with another player and struggle for five seconds trying to knock him down. <laughs> oh, dude, that's crazy. Because it's like, I you can actively like push off defenders like when you've got the ball right so it's like if they get close to you you just you can just tap a yeah. and you kind of like they you, you kind of bounce them off like it is wild though sometimes how many people it takes to take somebody yeah. down and you can lock like, up with somebody that, for a minute it's like what if a is long this time working? yeah <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> i got to wait for a second guy to get here to take this dude down <laughs> That's all I had. That's all you got. Okay. Uh, see, my first one is pull a Tyler Dunnigan. And that is where you lose <laughs> to the Dolphins with Dan Marino as quarterback. <laughs> also relevant the, to Ace Ventura. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That was the first time we ever had to censor something from Tadpog whenever Tyler mentioned something uh, about Dan Marino specifically. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, you're right. That's that's Tyler Dunnigan of what game fame? I can't remember what he was on. It's been a long time ago. Yeah, it was all really long. I think he's been on two games, but yeah, it was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Looks like maybe Mario Party is one of them. I think Mario Party is one of them. I think you're right. A okay. football game and Mario Party. Okay. And then my second one is he isn't in it. And you unlock that by playing as the Raiders and then lose because you realize you can't be LL Cool J. <laughs> <laughs> and then my last one being, is this when the Cowboys were good? That's, you win three games as the Cowboys. Uh, it is, actually. All right. Well, there we go. <laughs> the early 90s. <laughs> that, explains, that explains why they had the – Cowboys all over these motherfuckers. The Steelers, <laughs> the Steelers were like the big team in the seventies and like early to mid eighties, and then the Cowboys started being kind of a real big. Th- then, well, and the Bears were the big one in like the mid eighties to the early nineties, uh, and then the Cowboys started taking off and being real popular again in the nineties. Tyler Dunnigan was on Madden NFL ninety four. Yep. Okay. There we go. That was with expletive uh, Dan Marino. Right. Right. Uh, I have I have three chivos. Yeah. Um, I have I have no mo bow. Uh, in order to unlock <laughs> no mo bow, uh, you have a player rush two hundred and twenty two yards in a single game, uh, beating Bo Jackson's record by one yard. <laughs> Uh, and then I've got my second achievement is 42 blast on two, uh, in order to unlock 42 blast on two, uh, be down by three touchdowns and then go on to win the game by scoring four touchdowns in a single game. And then my last achievement is, uh, Kramerican football league <laughs> in order to unlock Kramerican football league, uh, use the player creator in super tech mobile three to build an entire team out of the roster of characters from Seinfeld. Um, and I, I wanted to include that as an achievement because there is a character creator in Tecmo Super Bowl three, and it is pretty fucking bonkers considering <laughs> that it is for a super Nintendo game. Wow. Like okay. I made a 
quarterback named Big McLarge Huge, and uh, you can like you can pump points. It's it's like you get a a pool of points that you can put into like passing accuracy, um, uh, into like uh, running, into awareness and stuff like that. But like it's not limited to just the quarterback. You can like. I don't know if it's for every position because I don't know all of the positions in football, but um, it's a lot of them. Like you could uh, essentially, it looked like to me, make your own damn team um, and name them and give them numbers. I, of course I made big, large, huge number 69. Um, it's pretty, I was impressed. Like I, I, I thought that was really, really neat. Uh, I didn't know what I was doing. So he sucked. Um, but like, cause I put everything into like, I don't know, passing accuracy. And then like, he just kept getting sacked over and over again. So it's like caution. If you, you don't know what you're doing, uh, it might end disastrously. You got to increase the sack that, size. That's right. Yeah. He's got to have a big old Tanuki. <laughs> Well, does does Flopsy have anything to say? We don't even have Flopsy. Flopsy's in the garage, isn't it? Flopsy's at your house. You can yeah. go get Flopsy if you wanna, but um, Flopsy probably says this is an okay game. <laughs> That's what I would imagine. <laughs> I would say guess. they're common. Common each with two and a half stars. Yeah, I'd say that's probably we're probably in the two and a half to th- maybe three and a half range. One of these might have peaked up to three and a half. Potentially three. Um, is this a rent or a buy for for you guys? Or yeah, what yeah, rent or a buy? I think. I think for me personally, I probably would have only rented uh, if if I if I went to the game store and all they had was football games. I would rent it. You know, I was never big on having sports games on my Super Nintendo. Um, and I wasn't a kid when the Super Nintendo was out. So, you know, but I also wasn't into football until, you know, sometime after that. So really, I'd say probably rent, but I think there'd be a lot of people who would consider um, this the one of these a buy, maybe all three. If you're if you're a fan, you know, yeah. I I don't I don't even know. Um, I imagine I would want to rent a more bombastic, you know, not not accurate at all football game. If I were to even rent a football game, so I don't not, neither. Maybe pass. Yeah. yeah, I think I'd probably buy one of them, and um, just if I wanted to play, if I was in the mood to play that style of a football game, I'd probably buy the first one. I, I think that would be the one I would buy too. But then again, honestly, if I was in the mood to play it, now that I'm thinking about it, I might just fire up the NES instead. Right. Um, but and ban Bo Jackson. <laughs> How much uh, do you think these games go for? I have prices for each. Um, we can start. We can just do one. Let's just do one. <laughs> How much do you think the one that the randomizer gave us, Tecmo Super Bowl Two, goes for? Loose on average. Um, I'm gonna say twelve dollars. 
12 bucks. I'm going to go high on this one. I'm going to go high on all three of them, I think. But I think this one might be more like in the, uh, I'd say, $29. Wow. Okay. Actual retail value of Tecmo Super Bowl two loose on average, according to PriceCharting.com, at the time of this recording, is... One hundred nineteen dollars and ninety nine cents. <laughs> Holy shit! Holy shit is correct, my friend. This does, Holy shit is correct. This does not. Wow. This does not surprise wow. me because I think the Tecmo franchise was very popular. I think, I, I think that they were well liked games, but maybe they were all rented. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I honestly don't know what the what the case is i'm not gonna have i'm not gonna have you guys guess on the price of of one and three i'll just i'll tell you what those are because they are so much lower three <laughs> is 23 dollars and 83 cents and one is 16 dollars and 33 cents still pretty high for fo- for football games that, i was gonna that's, guess that's pretty high yeah i was gonna guess eight for one and 18 for three so see i would have thought that those would have been maybe it's just they were there were more of them and that two just didn't get a lot of love for whatever reason. Uh, yeah, that's that's my guess uh, as well. So, I mean, obviously I looked up. I was like, I have some of these, don't I? Uh, in my collection, uh, I do. I have one in three. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, I don't have two. Um, but, yeah, like looking back at even like in 2008 – it went loose one time it spiked up to $121. Um, but like in 2007, it was 21 bucks, which is like, that's way before the, the prices started increasing. So this is, it seems like this has always kind of been an expensive game. Um, it makes me wonder, it makes me wonder how rare it is. What the, what the publication and distribution was like. Hmm. Well, I'd be stroking my chin right now if we were all face to face. Of course, I could sense that. <laughs> of course, I could. You didn't have to say it. I I knew you were doing it. I, I thought uh, so. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm glad that we're so in tune with one another. I guess since you were sensing Tyler, it, so yeah. You could, yeah, you could sense it. I was sensing it. <laughs> right, right. If, Tyler, if you were to give this game a beard that sums up how you feel about it, what kind of beard would it be? I would give it the the shadowy no beard because everyone is a standard plain face white guy that just has a, a shaven white face with a little bit of shadow over it. So you can't really tell who they are. So <laughs> okay. sh- yeah. shadowy white man, no beard. <laughs> That's my new Steam name. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Massive Dad Shits is here to stay. It was so much fun hopping into random Turtles games this weekend as Massive Dad Shits. <laughs> Tyler. Yes, Dave. If you were to give this game a pair of glasses that sums up how you feel about it, what kind of glasses would you give it? I would have to give it the super shadowy darkness visor that doesn't allow you to see it in anybody's football helmet, so you don't see the bottom of their faces. So they're all <laughs> very well disguised. So shadowy darkness visor. Perfect. 
Well, that that wraps up our our game talk. Because I know normally we would go into community corner now, but as we've been doing well, so many Scott, you know, Scott Pilgrim games, mm-hmm. we didn't really have any any quizzes. So I mm-hmm. I wrote one up for us. Do you specifically want to, for uh, you and Ian? Okay, I'm all for that. I'm I'm my body is ready. I'm willing. Do you want to uh, randomly select the next game that we will be talking about on the show? <laughs> yes, yes, I think that is a fine idea. I don't know when we're actually going to do that. We need to after this is done recording. We need to hash that out. <laughs> yep. Yep. Well, I don't. Let's see. What do I have in here? I've got a broom. So I'm going to pull out this broom, sweep myself a little clean circle, and put my head put my head on the broom, and then turn around on it wild and crazy kid style. So my no no hole is pointing in a random direction. And mm-hmm, I will mm-hmm. say the prayer we all love to say. No whammy's the whammy's the whammy's Everyone's going to love that. Oh, God. You got to call stop. I did stop. Stop. No whammy's the whammy's the whammy's stop. It's uh, it's hard. It's hard doing it this way. <laughs> it uh, is hard. Two, two seventy nine. Would Ooh. you like to guess what it is? You already know what it is. We already did this. Oh, damn, <laughs> damn. Uh, I think it's this in for the, the sake uh, of you, the listener. I think it's in the K's. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's pretty. That's a good guess. <laughs> uh, it is King of Dragons. King of Dragons. Ah. Uh. The Capcom beat him up. Man, I only vaguely remember that. I had to think really hard and access some deep memories. Yeah, it's kind of tough because it um, came out at the same time. Like Capcom put out two like fantasy beat em ups in the same year. <laughs> so it's like, why did you do that? <laughs> it's impossible to tell these games apart, like forever now. Yep. We'll get to that though. I'm gonna pick my broom back up, put my head back on it, and turn say the prayer we all love to say. No whammies, no whammies, no whammies. Stop. 279. I don't know why we did that again. <laughs> King of Dragons. <laughs> well, shit. Did you really roll the same thing twice in a row? Were no, you re-rolling? We haven't done King of Dragons before. Oh, I thought you said we have done King of, King of Dragons. Okay. I misunderstood what did you were I, saying because I, I thought you I said the other no, thing. I, no, I was thinking I of the to. other game. <laughs> it's just right. like it. Okay. Well, good. King of Dragons. <laughs> my bad no it's all good uh, Knights, Knights of the Round is the other one and we, we that's have done okay okay alright well perfect do we want to take a little break before we get to our own inner community corner yeah I need to prepare for this quiz and get a couple beers <laughs> okay good deal Uh, so I figured out, I figured out what 
the, where the confusion came in because I did say, I don't know why we're doing this because we've already done this. And what I, I was not referring to the game. I was referring to the fact that we had, I was, I was having a very inclusive moment with the audience and letting them know in a horrible way of communicating this, that we had already determined that we were doing 279 King of Dragons before this recording. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> so that's right, what I gotcha. would say that we'd already done this. Normally it's normally, you know, we don't know until we record, but because of like the whole um, COVID stuff and not knowing when we're going to record next uh, and what we're going to record next. Yep. Uh, we did it. We did it early. <laughs> In case it was a super long game. Fortunately, it's it's not. All right. So you guys ready to take a quiz? A jumbo quiz? Yes. yes. Well, Dave, I, I, I know your, your gaming preferences. Like, I feel like I could make a good gaming quiz Thank you. for Dave. Thank you. I, Ian, I don't know your gaming history nearly as well. I know you like first-person shooters and, you know, the competition-style shooters, but outside of that, I don't know. So I, I didn't want – I feel like I would make too imbalanced of a quiz. But one thing I do know that you're both invested in is the Scott Pilgrim game. Oh, so, boy. This is going to be embarrassing. Okay. <laughs> so I have for you – The Scott Pilgrim game where I was like, that's my mom, right? <laughs> that one that, that one yeah okay all right it's going great so i have a jumbo 16 question quiz with a super bonus okay and of course this is this is you know metagame accepted it's what what ian and dave know so it's not like well lim wouldn't know that so i don't know now whatever you guys know so let's begin. So this is specifically about the game that you're that you're running. That I'm currently running. <laughs> okay. So number one, where did the bland, bland, bland where did the band play their first official gig? Moss Rose. Moss Rose what Cafe is correct. Okay, so that counts as an official gig. Okay. Yeah, I'd say that was an official gig. Hey, man, as long as we got it right, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, what kind of beer does Link offer out of his cooler? I think it was a, I think, was it like a Guinness? I'm going to say it was Miller Lite. God, we, I remember having the conversation about whether Guinness was vegan or not, but Miller Lite seems more appropriate. Because <laughs> you, you found Guinness in Jazzadrune. Oh, that's right. So I the two I have down are Bud Heavy and Coors. Oh yeah. That that's even more appropriate, actually. <laughs> Where does Chandra Knit shit work? Uh in Louisville. It's in in Louisville, yes. What is the name of the boutique oh, in Louisville? Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> it was some expectant mother's thing i can't remember the yep. name of it oh. right you're, you're on the right track Fuck. of course with this with the super bonus you will be able to make up quite a few points <laughs> i can't i cannot recall <laughs> okay. the name um <laughs> m- m- Sh- uh, you're uh, <laughs> 
You're getting there. Mommy something. I don't know. Big Mommy Milkers. Final answer. (laughs) She works at Mama's Hip. Mama's Hip. Number four. Mama's Hip. What is Benji's favorite food? Cheerios. What'd you say? Well, his... Canonically, his favorite non-vegan. Oh, food it's will be that! More it's sipping. that! It's that chicken that the duck. The duck. It's yes. Yeah. Yes, pressed duck is correct. But I mean, really, it's Cheerios. Come on! If really, it's gonna be, at this point, it's going to be Cheerios. <laughs> <laughs> Name two of the three of Liz's aunties. Oh boy! This is on you, Dave. Esmeralda. I can't remember. Esmeralda is one. Next one's Ian's. Oh, fuck. I got one. I got mine. <laughs> uh, Tatiana? No. Uh, I thought they were the names of some other character from a game or something. Yeah, that is not the one I thought you would name, Dave. <laughs> well, I know I I know why I should know one of the other ones, but I don't remember it. So <laughs> we're both just gonna have to accept that. <laughs> yeah, so the three are are named Esmeralda, Audrina, and Nadia. Uh, Nadia never would yeah. have gotten there. Yeah. What did Lim and Kenny summon when they first met in subspace? A bear. Mario Mario Karts. Mario, Mario Karts is correct. What is Liz's real name? Damn. That's a hard one. It has only been said once. And I remember it being said. Oh man, is it like <sighs> Is it Liz Lemon Frog? <laughs> Liz, Liz Onion Frog. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Is it like Talia? You're very close. Shit. Oh wow. Oh, that's I'm stuck on that. I can't come up with something. You did better than me. I I couldn't even go. Talitha. There. I, I have no idea. <laughs> You are you are a syllable off. <laughs> With which one, Talia? I'm gonna, I'll, I, you know what? You know what? The second one you just said. I'll take it. I'll take it. You're close enough. That's a that's a very Judges. hard one. Talatha. Mm. Talatha. Number eight. What is the name of the accounting firm Benji works for? Barnes and Noble. Very close. <laughs> Barnes and Sons. S- still very close. Barnes and the Barnes, the Barnes boys. The Barnes family firm. The Barnes. <laughs> the Barnes burners. <laughs> That's what it should have been. Barnes stormers. <laughs> close enough. Barnes and Barnes. Okay. Barnes and Barnes. Barnes and Barnes and Son and Son. Spaghetti, spaghetti. <laughs> what restaurant is advertised on London's vegan suppressing ring? 
What? <laughs> I don't remember this at all. There's a Lon- restaurant that's advertised on his ring. London's ring says the name of a restaurant. Is it Arby's? <laughs> <laughs> Skinheads. Nope, nope. I don't remember this at all. I remember his ring. Is this- I think I was just probably more horrified to the <laughs> I want a hint. I want to get. I want to ask a question for a hint. Okay, sure. Is it Phone a is it a real is it a real restaurant in Paducah? It is a real restaurant, but it is not in Paducah. Oh. It is famous, and in Las Vegas, and several people have died there. And I didn't go there. That sounds like some place that I would go. <laughs> Emerald. <laughs> Nope, nope. You eat there for free if you weigh over 350 pounds. <laughs> it was. It is the least vegan restaurant I could think of. I don't. I have no idea. This probably. Uh-uh. I, I don't remember this at all. I'm not doubting it. It's just some crazy shit was happening when this is going on. In and Out Burger. <laughs> Nope, nope. Shit. I can't remember. The, I have no I have no idea. The Burger heart, King. <laughs> the Heart Attack Grill. Ah. The Heart Attack Grill. Multiple people have died of heart attacks eating at the Heart Attack Grill. Oh man. Their food is so fatty and calorically filled and they encourage you to come since you eat for free if you're over three hundred and fifty pounds. All the nurses, like, all, they- all, all the servers dress as nurses. <laughs> are they making money on the back end to like insurance companies or something or like funeral directors? Like maybe, maybe like because it, it's a super controversial restaurant, but the guy like intentionally like that is his ethos is to make it as controversial and backwards as possible. Who is the demon lord of? Uh, gluttony because whoever that demon is it's that man it's that dude (laughs) he comes when he comes in he dresses as a doctor when he's there in the the restaurant (laughs) weird yep (laughs) Uh, according to google it's Beelzebub okay that'll work Beelzebub (laughs) (laughs) but like I said that's just according to google I remember seeing an interview with the guy. He looks like uh, Satan from. Um, oh shit! What is the with Keanu Reeves as the Devil's Advocate? Nope. Uh, um, he's the the Marvel the Marvel guy. Daredevil? Nope. God, why can't I think of it? I keep wanting to say Carpenter, but that's not it at all. And Keanu Reeves is in this movie? He's the star, yeah. He wants to do a He's sequel. S- Wait, now, stay that. start over. Which is... <laughs> I lost you there for a minute. Start over. So I'm trying to think. Uh, the guy who owns the Heart Attack Grill looks like Lucifer in this movie with Keanu Reeves. Are you thinking of Constantine? Constantine. Constantine. Thank yeah. you. Yes, okay. Constantine. That guy, that movie is awesome. 
Just it is awesome. I love that movie. I wish it hadn't tanked, and I love that. Uh, in an interview, they asked him if he could do any movie right now. What would he do? And he said a sequel to Constantine. Yeah, and I mean that wow. was one of the early uh, comic book movies. Uh, that Con- Constantine mm-hmm. was a DC comic, um, or was it Marvel? I think it was DC. I think it was DC. Yeah, yeah. it was. But yeah, yeah, that was a great movie, and I would love a sequel to that. Oh, yeah, man, it was so fucking good. The guy that played yeah, Lucifer in Const- that movie was has been in every movie ever made. <laughs> I'm not. God, I'm not so even good. sure Constantine started as a DC. I could be wrong, but I think it might have been like oh, like maybe movie like then Dark comic. Horse or something, and then it was bought oh, by DC oh, or something oh, like okay, that. Okay, okay, that that tracks. I mean, Constantine feels more Dark Horse to me than DC. I, I could be. I could be wrong. Maybe it was just straight up DC, but I, I don't know. We could do the research, but meh. Yeah, according yeah, to... I just did it. It was DC. Yep. <laughs> He's a supernatural advisor and ally to Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing. All right, number 10. What was London canning when disguised as Liz's mother? Peaches. Apricots. I... <laughs> oh, God. It um Sweet. Sweet meats. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I know this one. Fuck. I thought I had. Look, man, I thought I had it. I gave peaches. my I gave my three guesses, but no, I think if it was right, Tyler had been like peaches. So I think it's wrong. They come in a can. Um, right. They were put there by a man <laughs> in a factory downtown. I just seem to remember re- referring to it later. Like, oh, look, we've got mm-hmm. all this laying around. Like, before she gathered up the ingredients to go summon her aunts, there was some mention of her getting a couple of jars of whatever the fuck it was. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Peach's final answer? I mean, it's. I feel like it's wrong, but I mean, it's my final answer because I've given up because I'm not going to come up with anything <laughs> else, so it's up to you. Uh, beets. <laughs> Closer with beets. It is tomatoes. Tomatoes. Ah. Tomatoes. What is Link's order from Quiznos? The first order before we go to Jazz and Dream. I have no idea, man. Yep, he's ordered it twice now. Shit. I don't know. PLT. <laughs> Italian. It's the Chicken Bacon Ranch. Ah. Chicken Bacon Ranch. Who else works with Jill at Quiznos? Mike? Mike is correct. Hey. What game was everyone playing at KC's when Jill's glow super triggered? Cornhole. Cornhole yeah. is correct. What porn star did Kenny recognize from the tapes in Jazzadroon? Shit. Um... Mm, 
I don't remember. Was it Chasey Lane? No, it wouldn't have been Chasey Lane. Shit, I'm trying to think. I know this one too. Jenna Jameson. Try Jenna. Jenna Banks. Try Jenna Jameson. Um. Yeah, I I really don't I don't remember. So that's as good as any. Jenna Jameson was who you expected to see, but you uh, recognize Sylvia Saint. Ah, Sylvia Saint. Ramon Crescent Moon is the head of what managerial organization? Oh, it's like the league Jeez. of it's the league of ass, right. asshole managers or something. Like, um, that that fuck league of yeah, league of ass league know. of asshole managers. <laughs> You're pretty close. <laughs> the menagerie of menacing managers. <laughs> mm. What is the maiden name of Aurora and Amelia? I feel like we should know this, Ian. I feel like I came up with this and now I don't remember it. <laughs> I only said it once. Did I come up with this or did you? You did not. I did. Okay. I don't, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't I don't remember either. Pat pass. St. <laughs> Clair. St. Clair. I remember so that now that you said that. The super bonus worth one point oh, each. Shit. Oh, fuck. How many of the band names can you name? Well, um, Millennium Falco. Hot Pink Alvin Barkley. Yeah, there Millennium we go. Falco. There's the first two. Point, point. Um, Liz Lemonion Frog. Liz Lemonion Frog. Liz Lemonion Frog. Number four. Number four, Arby's Gabagool. Yes. <laughs> right? There you go. Okay. Um, um, uh, P3. P3, correct. How many were there? We're at five now. There are ten band names. Wow. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. Holy God. <laughs> Um, was it one like oh um sweet something <laughs> sweet D and the <laughs> cake boys or something yeah yeah uh double D right double D and the cake boys correct that is All the right. current band and then, name and then uh, what was the um oh, what was the fucking Charlotte Web one what was the fucking Charlotte Web one <laughs> oh fuck. Oh my god, I remember doing that art, but I can't remember. Oh, uh the pig holes. The pig holes <laughs> yes. is correct. Yes. <laughs> All right. That's seven. So we have three more. Oh my god. Oh, 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 I've got one. Uh good. Shit. It, oh man, I know it. I know it. It's right on the tip of my tongue. It was something like no comment or the Awkward, the awkward silence. Awkward, awkward silence. silence. Awkward silence is correct. <laughs> nice way to go. I feel like that was probably the so hardest we, one. We have two more, three more. What? I thought we had eight. Seven. Now we're at seven. 
Oh. No, he's right. We're at eight. Which ones, I can't which name ones them have we again. gotten right, Tyler? <laughs> Millennium, in order of appearance, Millennium Falco, Hot Pink Albin Barkley, Awkward Silence, The Pig Holes, then we skip The Three You're Missing, and then Liz Lemonion okay. Frog, Number Four, The Arby's Gabagool, P3, and Double D and the Cake Boys. That is eight. Yeah, that's eight. Well, then maybe, did I miscount? Then maybe there are 11 then, and I'm miscounting. Shit. 1, 2, 3, 4, uh. 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. I miscounted. Yes, there are 11. Ah, okay, okay. Okay, so it was between the, say the ones between, so we're missing three in a row? Three in a row between Pig Holes and Liz Lemonion Frog. So those would have taken place in Jazzadrune. Okay, I like how you're going to logic through this. That's good. What what did we come up with while we were in Jazz Drune? I know pig holes, obviously. <laughs> Fuck if I know. Yeah, pig holes. Oh man. Shit. Uh I just don't I don't wanna get these wrong. What were you when you beat Scandinavian man? Triangle man? <laughs> <laughs> I have, I don't know. This is this going to be really it's going to be really tough. Uh, jazz drone, jazz drone. I'm just stuck Can in we jazz drone. See, the first one you're missing is named for a magic item. The second one is named for a monster you defeated, and the third one was a reference by Link. Okay, okay, oh, oh, okay. Oh, oh, oh. The monster oh. defeated. Can you smell what the Grek is yeah, cooking? Oh. You're you're close. You're very close. Oh, can you what the can you No what it, is was, it? Uh, the, it was uh it was Grail. Can you grill Grail what you the grill, Rock right, is kicking? Yeah. <laughs> Correct. <Yeah. laughs> nice. I was gonna say can you well, mimic well what the rock is cooking, but that didn't work. Uh, that's funny. You said monster and I could visualize the art in my mind and that's okay. And then the magic item one uh that one goo goodness. Oh, so oh, oh it's mayonnaise. Oh. It's something with mayonnaise. Uh, uh a fistful of mayonnaise. Yes. A fistful of mayonnaise is correct. Because the magic item was my thing. I forgot magic, about that. Yeah. The the jug. So all right. So, so one the fixer more. is canning mayonnaise. Um, <laughs> the the one left is something that Link said. Yes, that could be anything. Jesus. And that is that um, is. What is your name when you beat Scandinavian Man in Louisville? <laughs> See, I thought we were the rock one when we beat Scandinavian Man. Because uh, he's, I mean. The problem with saying it was something Link said is because he's the one that's always calling us and telling us that our band name sucks and we need to change it. When you got out of Drazadrun and found him, it's something he said then. Hmm. I mean, like, what the fuck? <laughs> no, I mean... Because Miller was laughing because he said, well, you rode with me. 
Oh shit! 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 Oh. It's uh. Too drunk it, to drive my car. That's it. That's too it. drunk to drive my car is correct. We did it. Okay. All right. <laughs> kinda. Sort yeah, of. Kinda. I mean, with we, lots we of did. hints, we but we did it. Yeah, we had no, to turn you, the um, accessibility options. On. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you only had you only had to get a hint for three. That's pretty good. Three for eleven. You had to have everything else you got. So, so what think, did we win? So let's see. That's eleven. Do we all? We're all level ten now. Twelve, thirteen. <laughs> Still not as high as Benji. Fourteen, fifteen, <laughs> sixteen, seventeen. You still, you you overscored. You got a score of eighteen on this sixteen question quiz with a super bonus. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Some of those were really really difficult questions. They were. Um, very very detailed. Yeah. Well, thank you for taking my Scott Pilgrim game quiz. <laughs> well, thanks for writing it. You're welcome. Thanks for writing it. So we'll do it again after we get 20 band names. All right, but well, should be e- it should be easier. <laughs> we got we have 11. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you guys have anything else we want to do? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. That's it. That's right? pretty good. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. You can find the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Not SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, Google Play, Amazon, all over the place. So, miss the next episode. We should be doing the next part of uh, Scott Pilgrim if we can work that out. Otherwise, we'll be doing King of Dragons for the Super Nintendo. Hmm. <laughs> Hey, do you want to uh, mail us something? So whenever we, we do one of those episodes, we'll have it to open. You send it to Tadpog Studios, care of Nicole Nance, P.O. Box 3785, Paducah, Kentucky, 42002. Or if you want to call us, that's 270-883-2555. And uh, if you leave us a review, hey, iTunes is still there. That's an option. That helps. But most importantly, there's that Patreon I pull that up, and do you have a list of Patreon people to read? I do. I have a list of uh, what our wonderful executive producers, which is not to say that all of our donors aren't super important. Um, every little bit counts. We're grateful for everything that you guys have sent to us, uh, as always. Um, and these fine folks uh, donate $20 or more per month to our uh, artisanal handcrafted podcast and I'm going to read you those names now you are legally required to listen to all of them I'm going to start with uh, Cousin David Galino, Temporal Eternal Savior, Cubicle Monkey Plinko Nick Price, Executive Producer Dig Dougie, Cthusius Jeff Miners Master Cycle Baron, Kevin Link, Bantha Master, Gamebug Prime, Nathan Eaton, Matt Gentile, aka Gentle G, congratulations on your marriage uh, Usurper Grimm Banana uh, Princess, Banana Hammock, Flavor Trick, Taryn Landon, Pinball Archmage, Chris Edler, we're sorry you couldn't be on this episode, Platinum Member, Brett Miller, Sandwich Pope, Phil Hawkins, Nate from Utah, First Time Caller, and Sick Jake, brother, we're sorry you fell for the marketing. Thank you so much, Thanks, guys. guys. It means a lot, for sure. Yeah, it looks like June has been kind of a gutting. I know that times are super tough, so for everybody who 
is in there doing anything we we deeply appreciate it so thank you very much to everyone everyone pledging yeah it's, and it's totally. incredibly appreciated and we also get it if you had to stop donating if you had to no, back totally off get it's it. okay gas is super mm-hmm. expensive you gotta oh my god food is super expensive i get it we understand we're all we're all suffering through the same thing so no judgment there you just do what you can and we're very appreciative for just you listening mm-hmm. to the show uh we love to do it and we're mm-hmm. glad you enjoy it Uh, our theme song for this is Moves by Sycamore Drive. Look at that track from the insurance at tadbog.com. Hey guys, we're going to close it out. As someone who wishes they were uh, Bo Jackson. Okay. <laughs> that sounds good. So until next time. Tropical Capricorn. Capricorn. My legs are so strong, my muscle tore straight off from my bone. <laughs> I thought you were going to rap, man. My muscle's so strong. My muscle's muscle. so strong. <laughs> you know, Tyler's Bo Jackson rap that he does. Yeah. His famous Bo Jackson He's been rap. practicing since middle school. <laughs>